It's a Monday morning broadcast here at JMNAM. We have uh, special guests with us, people who are um, essential to the Nahum Siegel Network on a regular basis and who this morning are going to discuss something that uh, is extremely meaningful to me and a very humbling topic, frankly. First, uh, let me introduce Rabbi Yigal Siegel. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning to you, sir. Booker Tov. Known as the Chief of Staff of the Nahum Siegel Network for a long, long, long time. <laughs> it's good. I'm glad to see that, I'm glad to see you've survived all this time. Oh my God. And a special good morning to Mark Zamek, who has uh, multiple titles here at the network, to say the least, and has also been uh, at my side practically uh, since the very beginning of all this in the mid-1980s, believe it or not. Mark Zamek, welcome to JM in the AM. It's cool how I've been able to do this since before I was born. <laughs> Well, I don't know if uh, we did the if we did the math. I don't know if we'd conclude that it was before you were born, but I'll let yeah, you. Yeah, okay. I'll, that's, I'll, I'll, well, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'll let it pass this morning. That's for sure. Uh, so, gentlemen, I um, first of all, I'm honored, and people will understand in a minute why um, uh, that you're with us this morning. There's a uh, um, what would we call it? An important message, a significant message, a uh, an important announcement. Important announcement, and I assume that that's something that you're going to take care of now. Yes, I will uh, begin just to um, make the w- listeners aware that uh, in September of 2019, you will be celebrating your 36th anniversary on the air. Wow. Which is, uh, again, hard to imagine <laughs> since we're, right. we're not 36 yet. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and who's been doing anything for 36 years? Yeah, that's true. That's a long, long long, long time. <laughs> so the truth is some of us have been thinking you know, for a while, what can we do? Uh, to mark this uh, auspicious occasion of is this where I get the watch? Is this where I get the <laughs> is where I get the engraved, inscribed gold watch? I know Mark was supposed to take care of that. I'm not sure if that uh, that stood yet. Uh, it was an Apple Watch. He couldn't figure out how to use it together. We tabled the whole thing. He said, "Why is there no screen? There's nothing here." Actually, actually, Mark's right. A 2019 version of a watch. I probably wouldn't be able to figure out. Yeah, so. Eventually. Um, so basically, um, as as the listeners know. Um, Nahum, you have been the uh, the pillar of of for at least in 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 many of our eyes the uh, the man who represents Jewish unity to to many many people. Um, you have uh, done your utmost to be inclusive of all facets of Judaism to educate the Jewish uh, community, the the listening community, and it's something that uh, I know you take great pride in, and. Uh, so along those lines, we came up with a concept which we think is, is very apropos and is something to, to show our recognition and our thanks to you for, for being dedicated to the Jewish community for so long. And that is um, we have decided to begin a Sefer Torah, to write a Sefer Torah, Torah scroll in your honor. Um, the Torah scroll, officially the, uh, the Torah is going to be called the Torah of Unity. In fact, there's a website which people can uh, look at, please. It's uh, TorahOfUnity.org, Torah with an H, of Unity.org, which is up already. And there you'll find you know, some nice nostalgia about Nahum. In fact, I, I recommend very highly, uh, for those of you who want to hear <laughs> Nahum Siegel in his glory uh, 36 years ago, <laughs> you can uh, go to the website and uh, click on the video that's on the homepage. And uh, it has a, an interesting broadcast that uh, the, uh, the archive was found uh, several years ago, and now it's being shared with the public. Uh, but um, Great story behind that archive, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so the, uh, 
the idea of the Torah, first of all, as, as so many of us know, what the Torah scroll represents to us, to all Jews, and it's something that all Jews feel a connection to. And we felt that that was something which was kind of a, a unifier, that the Torah is a unifier of all types of Jews. And that represents what you are to the Jewish community and what you've done for the Jewish community over these 36 years. So the Torah project is now um, being started. Um, the Sofer, the scribe who will be writing the Torah, lives in Israel and will be writing it in Israel. And uh, we're very excited to, uh, to uh, launch this project today and to honor you with this, uh, with this Torah scroll. Well, I, like I said, I, obviously with some knowledge about this in advance, I am humbled by the, uh, by the entire notion of it. It's, uh, as you indicated, there's no greater unifying element in our tradition than the Torah or a Torah in this case. Um, I would qualify what you said by saying when possible, when possible, I try to unify everybody. As you know, in the Jewish world, it's not always as simple as, uh, as um, you know, making an effort and getting a response to it, but we try, we try. It's, it's, not, it's not easy, obviously, and we know about the, uh, uh, the different situations that our community has, but when possible, we try as hard as we can to keep everybody as uh, friendly and as unified as possible. And uh, what can I say? I am, I, I, I am looking forward to this project for a couple of reasons. Uh, you just described why you yourself and others might be looking forward to it. Uh, again, because of the tribute that I appreciate very much. I'm looking forward to it because I think it's an amazing opportunity to really highlight what goes on here every single morning for a very, very, very long time. And in addition to... Uh, educate people and discuss with them the importance of a safer Torah throughout this entire process. So I thank you very, very much. And Mark Zamek, I thank you as well. Hey, it's my pleasure, obviously, always to be involved in these kind of great things. It's also interesting, you know, we talk about trying to unify the Jewish people and what you've done. You're right. It's impossible to unify everybody. Um, again, you know, we are who we are. I do think that... Um, that I hate to, use, to, to, to frame it in the negative, but I can't, I can't describe the number of conversations you and I and others have had about, well, how come you didn't do this on the air? How come you didn't do this on the air? We should have done this. And the answer was, you know what, if all it's going to do is upset one group of people, even if it's going to make one group of people happy, we have to think twice about doing it. So I think sometimes we have to focus on the fact that we're not ununifying the people, you know, because that I think is in some level is just as hard as actually unifying the people. <laughs> Very good point. I like that. We, not only do we try to unify, we try hard to not ununify. Exactly. <laughs> Which, again, is just as hard. I, you know, I mean, I've had people come over to me uh, in the past few weeks to ask, well, why we did this? Why, why did we do that? Maybe we should, you know, at the end of the day, we think about how, how do we reach the broadest number of people? And I think that's been the message you know, from the beginning, I mean, we've talked about it on the air, you know, you and I sitting in the cafeteria and arguing over Ira Fistel over Larry King. So the whole notion, <laughs> and Ira Fistel won, I don't care what, it, what you said, I know you were a big cousin uh, of Larry King, but, uh, but, but, but for so long, this has been, you know, so important. You had said once on the air, and it struck me, I remember a number of years ago, and maybe it was, you were being interviewed by somebody else for something, 
maybe it was Miriam or Mayor Furtig or somebody was interviewing you about your process and what you do. And, you know, and I don't I, I want to paraphrase to say that your general activity at 9 a.m. every morning is to beat yourself up about all the stuff you didn't do as well as you could have mm-hmm. on the air. Or things that went wrong or things I right. left out or things I shouldn't have said. <laughs> right. You know, it's and, a daily, and daily tradition. <laughs> daily tradition. And part of it is, and I know you don't go back, and it would be impossible for you to go back every day to to listen to the show. I'm sure a good part of it is stuff that happened in your head that actually never came out on the air. <laughs> but, you know, because I've definitely done that. But even the conversations that we've had, you know, we just pulled off what I would consider maybe our biggest single production to date a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, at the parade, yeah. and if you haven't seen it, the listeners should totally go back and and see what you know what we're able to do with three cameras and yeah. and six microphones and the whole you know whatever. But you know we spent three hours on the phone the day after the parade trying to figure out how to make it better and how do we reach more people and the idea of the kosher halftime show were just the newest things about how we reach more people. But that's always been the case from the beginning, whether it's including you know Rabbi Goldwasser and Rabbi Yudin were there were on the air at WFMU before you, but yet they came along. And all the people, even though you took over the show and have made it your own, every single, I'm pretty sure every single person who was involved in the program before 1984 continued their involvement until, you know, many of them had decided or through, through, um, uh, through circumstances other than their own, uh, you know, decided to, to, to leave. But it, it was always a matter of keeping it together and not breaking what was there and always expanding and always trying to add new. And, and no, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, good. No, no, good. And as Mark Zomick and, and, uh, Yigal Siegel are here, I can, and I can, I can um, uh, reiterate what Mark just said by thanking uh, people like Matis Weingast, because Matis knows about this project, and I, based on your review, he enthusiastically supports it. He was at WFMU before I was, as many people know, and of course many other staff members who've really been with us from the very, very beginning of all this, uh, which is, believe it or not, 36 years ago. And not to change the complete direction of this conversation, but I have to acknowledge uh, that Yoichi Herzog is listening, as he just indicated on the app, and he writes, what a great idea, we will take one Parsha. And that is a a testament to the... Look, everyone knows that one of the reasons I'm very, very enthusiastic about this project, in addition to the Jewish education that goes along with it, is I want to see us continue to thrive. I want to see us continue to move forward. And the only way to do that is with financial support. We have our regular campaign, now we have the special Torah campaign that's going to take a while to complete, but that's going to be another great source of uh, helping us move forward. So I want to thank him, as usual, uh, the first uh, of anybody in the community to respond, which is no surprise to us. Uh, JM and the AM, uh, Mark Zamek, Egal Siegel are here. We're talking about the Safer Torah Project, which has been announced and is is so much appreciated. Uh, Where this Torah is going to go, we will discuss at some point. Egal, you wanted to say? Well, that, that one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the that what will be missing from the website right now is exactly where the Torah will be when it's completed. Right, because everyone involved really has not made that a definitive, uh, well, has not reached a definitive conclusion. There have been some very, very interesting ideas that have been brought up as to you know where where we can put this Torah, which would uh, represent where Nachum would want this Torah, and because Nachum is uh, such a man of the people, man of the world in terms of his connection to Israel, his connection to. Jewish communities across America. There was one interesting idea that the Torah should be used 
to begin communities, that if someone is out there starting a shul somewhere and he needs a Torah for X amount of time until he can get his own, that this Torah should be the Torah that's used. Which I, like is, that. I think it's very appropriate for, for, I mean, we know the story with Leon Goldenberg sure. from many years ago, how you were instrumental in getting a Torah for Eugene, Oregon. So we thought that was a very special idea. And of course, there are certain people who I've spoken to who are very adamant about the fact that this Torah belongs in Israel. Achenu Yisrael Anachmi Machem is what you say every day. So um, that's something that we're going to take some time. And, uh, and even, talk with, about. even within that concept, there was a discussion about the closest uh, easily accessible place to Harabayat, which is, of course, right. the Western Wall. That would be an appropriate place. Some said it should go to uh, some type of army unit or base or, again, you know, synagogue, because we know this, the army units have synagogues on their basis, um, you know, and we don't know. We, we, this is a discussion that will continue, but believe me, we're taking this very, very seriously. But that's the, the whole point of the fact that there's a discussion about this is because you're connected to so many different types of places that could house this Torah, uh, whether it's in Israel, whether it's here in America, that uh, that's why it is a discussion, and it's something that as we go along with the project, which, uh, you know, will be over whatever amount of time it is, um, we'll, we'll, we'll come to a decision at, at a certain point. Um, one thing that I wanted to, to, to say in terms of the, when you see the website at TorahOfUnity.org, so you'll see that the only opportunities that you have there are to buy letters. Uh, each letter will be a $36 gift to the project, and um, you can buy uh, multiple letters. It's not you have to buy one, but uh, when Yochi just mentioned he's taking a Parsha, so you won't see on the website you won't see the availability of partiot or special dedications. And one of the reasons we decided to do that was, again, that this is a tour of unity. We want everyone to feel that they're on equal footing so that everyone has an opportunity to, for $36 or multiples of $36 to, uh, to, to participate. Of course, there will be, as it indicates on the uh, website, special dedications are available. Thank you, Yochi. And uh, therefore, we will have that available. But again, the idea here is to show your Nahum, your connection to, to really the entire Jewish community on so many different levels. And um, so that was, uh, that's one thing. And then I just want to bring up, if I can, um, one of the aspects of this project, which I think is something that um, you will very much uh, appreciate, which is the educational aspect of the project. Right. Um, one of the ideas that we had, based on, on, on other projects that have been done in the past, is that we will um, take pieces of the Torah, which are called Yeriot. Right. And um, What is well, the word for Yeriot in uh, English? It would be... Uh, uh, um, folio? A folio, right? I think they call yes, it a folio. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, you could, um, we'll have a, a sofa or a scribe come to, whether it's a school or a shul or even someone's private home, to do what's called a, sef- a Sefer Torah demonstration, to right. be able to, sh- to write letters or fill in letters um, for... Th- uh, the children, for the people, whoever are there to, to see it, be able to talk about what goes into making a Sefer Torah, what's it made of, what kind of ink is used, what kind of skin is used, all the aspects of the Torah that we kind of, some of us might know, some of us might know peripherally, some of us might not know at all, but this is an opportunity again, and I think one of the pillars of your program is Jewish education, that you educate the, the public on so many different uh, topics within the Jewish realm, that this is something which I personally am very excited about, that we can go across the country, you can go to Canada, wherever, to take these pieces of the Torah and to show people exactly how the Torah is made. Um, anyone who is interested in, in, in hosting that type of uh, program, there is information on the website. There's, a, there's an email to use. I believe it's info at TorahOfUnity.org. Um, and I think it's something which is an opportunity 
that uh, people should take advantage of. It's something which is an educational opportunity. I know that the schools love to have a sofa come and show, uh, you know, how to how to show mezuzahs and, and all these types of things. But a, a piece of a sefer Torah is something unique, and it's something that we, uh, as part of the project of the Torah of Unity project, feel it's a very important thing. If I can just a couple things just to throw in. First of all, you know, the we sort of take it as second nature that you know you can the torah is the unifying figure i think to some people maybe who are less observant wouldn't necessarily automatically view it that way but just logically if you if all you do is a pesach seder or go to shul and yom kippur you know that's where it came from and it really is over the course of the last 3500 years been the the thing that unifies the jewish people regardless of how far immersed we are in a day-to-day in a day-to-day basis of it, I do want to just, if you don't mind, rewind for one second. You know, you've been so devoted to the listeners for so many years, and they've been supportive, and you know, and the mission. I do want to call in just for a second. You meant, mentioned Matis in passing, who's obviously an integral part of the network today. You know, Matis and my and Mayor and Mayor and Robert's involvement. You know, just. not to isolate us, but isolating us, literally all of us for 36 years, I guess, or maybe the two mayors for a little bit less, um, is is, is not only our devotion to you, but our devotion to the mission and the mission of unity. And when, I mean, look at any single broadcaster over the course of human history, right, which is, I guess, 100 years or 100 so years, who can say they have the same producer for 36 years? <laughs> when can you say that they have the same, you know, backup host for 36 years? When can you say that, you know, again, and, and please not to take anything away from Yigal and Miriam and everybody else who's been involved for, for decades, right? But, you know, just to say that the, that those of us who have been with you literally for 36 years, that just doesn't happen. And um, that happens, and not and again, it happens not only because we, you know, we're devoted to you, but also because we really are devoted to the mission. And um, it's not easy sometimes to be devoted to Jewish unity, and um, it's not always popular to be devoted to, to unity. Um, you know, plenty of sleepless nights on a plane to or from Paris or Venice or, or whatever it is, um, just to bring people together, but I, I, I'm sure I said it on the air, uh, even maybe when we were there, but certainly when we came back, to think that we did a concert in the Great Synagogue in Paris, right? And for those of you who haven't been to the Great Synagogue, you should take the trip. It's definitely worth it. Then look at the pictures and see how different it was after, um, you know, after uh, David Fadida got done with it. But it, it, there were people, because we, you know, we had IDs around us so we can get around for security, there were people who were asking me where the bathroom was. Okay? So these are French Jews who came to the great synagogue in Paris asking me where the bathroom was. Now, technically, the bathroom was not in the building because there was no plumbing in the building when they built it. But here are Jews who were never in the great synagogue of Paris before and had to ask somebody where the bathroom was. Right? So you, we as a network, brought people to shul for the first time, yeah, right? And, I mean, think about that. You know, with, with, with all the troubles that 
Jews, just being Jewish, a little difficulty of being Jewish in, in Europe today, unfortunately, is to say that these people now, you know, it was such a little thing and it didn't hit me till a little bit later. Like, what do you mean? This is the great synagogue in Paris. You live in Paris. You, never, you don't know where, you know, don't know where the facilities are. It was like just silly to me. Um, but then I realized they had never been here before. And that's such an amazing thing to think about, you know, that we came thousands of miles to a shul that they live around the corner from they had never been to. And just to make that connection. And, you know, and, and even when, when Rochelle and I were there for a couple of days over the course of the summer, this past year, where there were people, oh, yeah, you were here. Oh, that was, you know, they, people were still talking about it years later, what an impact it had on them. And um, I think people don't... Those of us who live in the Parsha, as we say, those of us who live in the New York, New Jersey area, who are exposed to this every single day, don't realize the impact it has in small cities and communities. I mean, what, what, what's the fact that we're no longer tied to um, a particular geographic area from a listenership perspective is has really freed everything up to just expand beyond what anybody could have imagined. And I think that Every single day, we don't necessarily think we accomplished anything, but if you look back over the, thir- the past 36 years, it's, it's just it, – there, there really aren't words to say the amount uh, that you've been able to do, that you've been able to grow this, um, this vision you know, from, uh, you know, from sitting around the, the Shabbos table to, to broadcasting to, to, to hundreds of thousands of people all the time. I think people, people have to – Radio is always in the background, and and people really just have to think twice. You know, they people the, the listeners are accustomed to turning it on and it being there. You know, magically, how, how did it get there? A lot of work that goes behind there, and a lot of thought that goes behind there, and um, it requires vision and effort. And I think that this is a great way for us to, for the listeners and everybody to say, not only thank you to you, but to acknowledge what the mission is and to take part in the mission. And that's what we're asking people to do. If we, you know, if we are really, we can all disagree on a lot of things. You know, I I just, there is no way in my, in my and your vision of, 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 of what, God wants of us, right? There's no way that anybody can say, I know you disagree with me, um, but, but don't protest me in public, right? Let's just leave, at least start acting that we're friends, because ultimately, if we can all act and be civil with each other, there's so much that we could do together. So I really encourage everybody, whatever your level of observance is, whatever your level of, um, of, of interest in Nahum and the network is, just you know, like Egal said, it's we're thirty-six dollars a person, thirty-six dollars a listener, thirty-six dollars to somebody who had an impact. You know, who who has been impacted by whether it's the music or the Devray Torah, or the just being exposed to things. Yeah, I, just uh, as one silly example, you know, we talk about people comment, "Well, how could you be playing music during Sphira?" Right. So, I mean, we haven't had this conversation in twenty-five years, probably, but the idea was. That we're going to play slower music, or during the three weeks, we're going to play a cappella music. If you if you know that there's an issue, or if you you think that there's an issue with listening to music, you're not going to listen, right? And if you think there's no issue with listening to music, you are going to listen. But if you have no idea, right, that there's anybody would think, oh, there might be an issue of listening to music during the three weeks, we're playing music that's different enough that you're going to say, hey, how come they're playing that music? Hey, I might learn something from that. It's like such a little thing that 
I mean, years of thought went into that conversation about how could we mark this three weeks on a what is primarily a music program, but yet still, you know, make it feel like it's the three weeks. So it's just an example of how do we unify everybody, how much thought goes into every little thing to say, let's make sure at least that we're not ununifying everybody when we try to do something like that. Well said, Mark Zomig. Mark Zomig, Egal Siegel, a Monday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, TorahofUnity.org. It's been announced. I am humbled by the announcement, but I'm also excited and enthusiastic for the reasons I have said as we commemorate 36 years coming up this uh, era of Rosh Hashanah. This coming era of Rosh Hashanah will be 36 years here at JM in the AM, and I do want to use the opportunity. Uh, Mark rightfully um, uh, separated a very, very, or acknowledged, I should say, a very, very important group, and that is those who have been here since day one. And uh, that group is incredible and amazing. And uh, the people in that group that Mark acknowledged, I, uh, I also salute and thank for being the backbone of our uh, of our um, our start and our growth over all these decades. And then the other group that uh, has to be acknowledged, people like uh, Miriam L. Wallach and Egal Siegel and Avrami Finkelstein and ZK and everybody else who's come along over the last few years, obviously Yoni Pollock and, uh, and uh, network members who are hosts of shows and doing so much work behind the scenes. Every one of them has to be acknowledged because – more and more and more people over the years have become part of this effort, and every one of them brings a unique perspective and a unique ability to everything we do. So thank you as, as we do this, as we um, acknowledge this, uh, this wonderful project, we get to acknowledge all the great people that have made all of this possible. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, just to wear my brother hat for a second, I think that uh, one, of the, uh, one of the aspects of this, as Mark said, the fact that you have, Nahum, that you have had uh, a staff that's, that has been with you for so many years, and, and, and like Mark said at the beginning, to the fact that you've been able to sit in this chair for 36 years, which is unbelievable, was a tremendous source of pride, I know, to your parents. Um, the fact that you were uh, always there. Now, it's the, the, the day-to-day, not just the Parises, not just the Venices, not just Houston, not just all the different places. You've done, how many countless of times you went to Israel. But... You're here every single day. Every single day you're here broadcasting. You're telling people about community events. You're telling people about Jewish events. You're telling people about what what it is to, to, to what it means to you to be Jewish, what it means to all of us to be Jewish. And I think that's uh, it was a tremendous uh, source of pride to, to us as a family. It is a, a tremendous source of pride that you've been dedicated to the Jewish community for so long. And that day in, day out, you come in here to do this job and to inform the Jewish community about so many different things and entertain the Jewish community with Jewish music, etc. It just, uh, it's something which, you know, I, as your brother, I'm extremely proud of it. And uh, the fact that you have friends like Mark Zamek and Matis Weingast and, and Mayor Fertig and, and Mayor Weingarten and Robert Katz, and I don't want to forget anybody, I hope I didn't, but uh, <laughs> just, uh, it's, it's an amazing thing that, <clears throat> that they've been with you for so long. And they have uh, taken a tremendous amount of pride uh, in, in what you do and have uh, been s- and so involved for so long. And I know that's something that's, uh, that's very, very uh, important to you, and uh, it's very significant to, in terms of this project. I think also that uh, people should realize that there is a mitzvah in the Torah to write a Torah scroll. Everyone, it says that you should write a Torah scroll. And the way that we fulfill that mitzvah, those of us who are not trained to do it or don't have the ability to do it, uh, is by participating in a project like this. 
and every every letter that's written makes the Torah scroll kosher. If, it, if it's missing one letter, the Torah scroll is not valid. You can't use it. So every letter that you dedicate, every letter that you participate in, is something that creates an entire Torah scroll. And that's really what uh, that's what you do on a daily basis here. That you create a, a community here just by speaking on the air for the last thirty six years. I thank you for that. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. I want to toss Randy Wartelski into the list of backup oh. hosts and people who have been involved. Uh, and, and I'm sure there are others who I'm forgetting, but, um, but uh, I thank everybody, of course, and you. I mean, imagine a brother. With all the different things you've done over the last 20 years, one constant, consistent thing that you've done is uh, remained our chief of staff, which is a pretty pretty big accomplishment, frankly. <laughs> a relative of mine deciding to work together side by side for all these years. So. Well, it's only because Miriam is here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Miriam Wallace. Without that buffer, it wouldn't work, huh? Um, so I thank you for that, and um, I, I thank you for the big announcement. It's uh, Torah of Unity. Dot org, TorahOfUnity.org, and uh, this project, like I said, in addition to helping us move forward as a network and as an entity and as something that the Jewish world can, can continue to take great pride in, uh, this uh, will also allow us the opportunity to bring the concept of a Torah scroll to different communities around the U.S. and Canada, we hope, uh, depending on the reaction. Uh, we're hoping that there will be um, opportunities to, uh, to meet more and more people in different cities um, very similar to what we did most recently down in Atlanta when we had the opportunity to interview people from, from a number of southern cities in the United States. And we want to see that concept grow and grow. And uh, we'll have an opportunity, hopefully, to educate people not only about the writing of a Torah, but hopefully we'll have an opportunity to educate people about Jewish unity as well. Give, give people a background of what we've done over all these years and that every single person who's involved in anything has an opportunity to to try and reach out and and unify Jews and members of the community, uh, no matter what they are doing. Um, so we'll have hopefully have an opportunity to do that as well. And uh, we're looking forward to great success with this. We have I don't think you've put a time limit on this, so we're not under any massive pressure, or we're telling people this has to be done in a week. We'd rather this, uh, frankly, continue for a while, so we can get the opportunity right. to go to different places and and fit in as many things under this umbrella of Jewish unity as possible. Correct. So uh, keep that in mind as well. And uh, and what else did I want to mention? And the in terms of where the Torah is going to go, <laughs> that's something that uh, I think is a wonderful debate to have because in a lot of cases, it's obvious where a Torah should go. Uh, you dedicate a Torah to somebody, it should go to their yeshiva. It should go to their shul. In some cases, we've seen it go to the Israeli army or fittingly to the Kotel, depending on who the person is. Right. In this case, it seems all of those are in play. And when right. you think about it, almost every small Jewish community in the United States is in play as well, uh, not just Israel. So many, many different options are and possible. And that's because of you. That's, that's exactly the reason why it's a debate, because of Nahum Siegel. I think that's the most fun part of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we solicit any ideas. <laughs> oh, that's true. I wonder Why if not? There's, maybe yeah. there's something we're not thinking of. That's true. Because it's basically been two general categories, Israel-related or small community, you know, upstart-related or startup-related. And people feel free to email me, yigal at com, Y-I-G-A-L, if you want to ask me uh, any questions or you want to give us any advice as to where this Torah should go. I'd love to hear from you. That's still a valid email address? 
Of course. Just checking. I'm just the chief of staff, aren't I? Just making, <laughs> just making sure. Uh, Mark Zomick? Yes, I have something, and I can't believe I didn't think about this when we met on uh, Thursday, but I think Egal might have to reorganize the uh, the webpage a little bit. There's a Gemara in Yerushalmi, and I don't have it in front of me, um, so I'm not going to remember which Tana, which rabbi said which, which I'm, you know, uh, but there is a discussion of what is the most important Pasuk in the Torah. Mm. And the first position is Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Achad, right? The, 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 the centrality of God in our life. The second position is V'yahavta L'recha Kamocha. We should all love our neighbor the way we love ourselves. Right. And interestingly, the third and final position, which everybody ultimately agrees agrees to, is a pasuk that many of our listeners might, may not have heard of. Every morning we bring uh, um, uh, uh, the the carbon tamid in the morning, and then we bring the carbon tamid in the afternoon. Every single day, twice a day, these sacrifices are brought. Come rain or come shine, come rain, you know, come snow or sleet. These carbonos are bought, and the Gemara says that the most important thing of uh, the most important pasuk of the Torah is to remind us that every single day it's there, and you have to go through these exercises every single day. And I think what's interesting about this project is that this Torah project and your and your and your centrality of the show, and you know what the show has done, hits equally on every single in each of those three psukim. Not only Shema Yisrael, you're not only understanding that God is the central part of our existence. You're not only, you know, acknowledging the Yehavta Kamocha. We need to be unified with everybody else, but every single day it needs to happen. Wow, very nice. And we try. We try every day. We try to talk about the the uh, the oneness of the one above. We try to talk about caring one for another, and, and people have made two very interesting comments on that, by the way, to me recently. Not, not that I'm pitching right now, but I just think it's important to, to mention. One person said, and in fact, we mentioned their name earlier in the show, one person said they are, they are considering leaving the business world and going into the world of chesed because of all the causes they hear on this show. And they feel like, my God, there's so many opportunities out there to do so many wonderful good things. And the other person was, I was at the YU event where I had the honor of inducting David Kufeld into the Yeshiva University Athletic Hall of Fame. And someone came over to me and said, I'm st- I-, I can't listen to your show anymore. And I said, why? Is it because every day there's two or three causes that cost me money because every time, whether it's an Israel cause or something locally here, I feel I have to support it because you're highlighting it and describing why it's so important to support. So I have to stop listening to the show. And thank God that person has not stopped listening based on the latest report <laughs> I have. So I think that that's, uh, you know, also as you said. And then the third thing, yeah, uh, people ask me, what's the secret to the success of this show? And I always say one thing, even though you could cite a million different things, including a lot of stuff we said this morning, I always say one thing. It's because it's live every single day, and everyone knows that it's there every single day with up-to-the-minute information because it is live, and that is the most important element. And by the way, I think on the bottom of the website it says 10,000 shows. That's not an exaggeration. We're over 10,000. If you look at all the stuff we've done on a daily basis between JM&M and my other programming, so it's over 10,000 shows, and I think that's an unbelievable uh, – they talk about 10,000 hours, right, when it comes to expertise. They talk about 10,000 hours. Imagine 10,000 radio shows, 10,000-plus radio shows. So that also reiterates how this has happened every single day, constantly, day 
after day after day. I just want to uh, I, I want to encourage everyone to to uh, to visit the website TorahUnity.org. I want to thank Chaya Fishman and her staff at the Brand Right Marketing Group for their great work on the website. And I also want to thank our good friend Hanania Kramer from Colorado Multimedia, who Hanania. who did a uh, great job on our first video that we have here on the website. And uh, we will be letting you know about other w- uh, videos that are going to be coming up over the next uh, several months as we do with this project. But I really, really encourage everyone to take a look at this video because I know Nahum really wants everyone <laughs> to, to watch this video and to comment, if possible, on what they hear from uh, from September 1983. I'm just I'm not going to give away exactly wow. what's happening. But, uh, September 1983, and the video's on the homepage. It's on the homepage. All right. And uh, and I, I encourage everyone to take part in this. I think it's uh, it's very appropriate to honor Nahum Siegel with this uh, Torah of Unity. All right, Mark, thank you very Anything you want to add, Mark? And thank you. Nope, we're all good. I appreciate it. Thank you. Right, I, thank I you, appreciate Mark. it. And thank you so much, Mark Zamek, of course. And the Yigal Siegel, who many of you are wondering, why is he in the studio next to me if normally he's in Jerusalem? Uh, that's because he's visiting the United States right now for another day or two. Part of it for this reason, for the thing we discussed this morning. Mm-hmm. And I have a message for you. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> you are generally found every Shabbat in Jerusalem at a synagogue affectionately known as the Red Door. Well, until they painted it, but so, we won't get into that right now. <laughs> I am at a Kiddush this past Shabbos, oh, and yeah. someone walks up to me <laughs> and says, What happened? I said, What are you talking about? He says, I, I tried to go to the Red Door. <laughs> I, I didn't know where to go. They painted the door. It's now officially the Bronze Door. But uh, no, no, I had nothing to do with and it. And nobody's happy about it, by the no way. No one is happy about Nobody's it. happy. Except the guy who painted it bronze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Nisyatova, and thank you for everything. Thank you, Nahum. And we will see you next, Bezrat Hashem, in Jerusalem. And then you'll be back here, Bezrat Hashem, to celebrate our big simcha uh, coming up as well. So, lots going on, Baruch Hashem, and lots to celebrate. And I thank uh, Mark. I thank Egal. A very, very uh, emotional, frankly. may not sound it, but trust me, it is an emotional Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Ten minutes after eight o'clock. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. <laughs>